This is the Hoob It or Lose It podcast, hosted by Pastor Andy Hoover. Teaching series uh, called Yellow Brick Road. And uh, our focus tonight is going to be all about that very idea, uh, the very question. That's great, Dave. Thank you. Um, maybe right there. See if it'll stand up on its own. There it is. Uh, around this very idea, that very question, uh, if I only had a brain. I mean, let's think just for a minute about this idea. I mean, what would, what would our lives be like? What would, what would uh, our purity be like? What would our lifestyle be like if we only had a brain? So for me to ask this question as we launch into this series on purity, do you find it difficult to remain pure? That would be a really dumb question on my part because I know the answer. The answer is yes. Okay, obviously you find it difficult. Everybody finds it difficult uh, to remain pure. And if you don't, check your pulse because no one, absolutely no one is exempt from temptation. Now, you may think that you have it easier or you may think that you have it more difficult than some people and that may be the case and that's fine. But everyone struggles with the area of purity in their heart and in their mind. Everybody struggles with that idea to some degree. If you're a dude, you can't walk down the hallway at school without seeing something that you're pretty sure should be covered. If you're a girl, then you probably cannot get away from the discussion of who got with who and how far that went and where it happened and who's supposed to hook up with who at some point or with this person or that person. Listen, you guys, impurity is all around us. Impurity is all around us. It's on TV. It's on Netflix. It's in the music. It's all over social media. It is the majority of what is on YouTube. I got to thinking that if you took off everything from YouTube that wasn't suggestive, that wasn't some sort of sexual innuendo, that wasn't like, uh, you know, just flat out impurity. If you took everything off of YouTube that didn't have something sexual connected to it, there would literally be like nine videos uploaded a day. Total. Because most of what's out there is impure. So how are you supposed to filter through all of these things that are around us? You know, how do we, how do we filter through all of the impurity and remain focused? You know, listen, if we're going to say that our desire is to be like Christ, if we're going to say that, hey, I'm a Christ follower, I'm a Christian, I'm trying to live my life in a God-honoring way, how do I filter through all of that stuff and live my life out in a way that reflects comparatively to what God's word says my life should be, back, should be like? How is that supposed to happen? Is it even reasonable? I got to thinking about this. Is it even reasonable to expect a person, a young person specifically, to live a life that is 100% pure all the time? What I want us to look at tonight for a few minutes, you guys, is this idea that while you may struggle with staying pure uh, physically, you may struggle with um, going too far with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or, you know, what's the limit there or what's, you know, what's that line? You may struggle with what you look at on the internet. You may struggle with what you see on Netflix or what series you watch or what music you listen to. You may struggle with all of those things, even in the midst of, even in the midst of that. I don't want you to miss this tonight. Even in the midst of all of the struggles that you face with sexual impurity and what seems like, let me just go ahead and address this. It seems like everyone else is thrown in the towel. 
right? I mean, as you're walking down the hallway at school, nobody is worried about making sure they have pure thoughts. That's what it looks like. When you get on uh, Netflix, everything is suggestive. When you get on YouTube, everything is suggestive. When you talk to friends in the locker room or at the lunch table or in chemistry class, everybody's talking about that kind of stuff. So in the midst of all of that, when you feel like everybody else is thrown in the towel, here's what I want you to understand. You can have success if you use your brain. Let me give you four quick suggestions of how you can use your brain when striving for purity. Number one, don't be a dummy. Don't be a dummy and think that it'll never happen to you. You can't possibly be naive enough. I mean, let's just, let me just call this out for a second. I don't want you to live with this sense of naivety where you're like, oh, you know, that's not me at all. No, I never struggle with that. I don't want you to be naive like that. I want you to realize that when you think that way, you're being a dummy. I want you to realize that it can happen to you as well. Now, some of you are sitting there and you're thinking, hey, Andy, I hear what you're saying, but I'm really focused on school, man. I'm I'm all about my grades. I'm all about my sports. I'm all about getting a scholarship. I'm all about my part-time job. You know, I'm not even really, not even really thinking about guys. I'm not really even thinking about girls. I never look at anything I should. That's really not a struggle. You're a dummy. (laughs) Okay. You're a dummy. Let me just be honest with you. I mean, get your head out of the clouds and realize that no one is exempt from this. No one. You have to stop uh, using your, you have to start using your brain and realize that when you're tempted, uh, when you stop, I mean, when you use your brain and realize that you face this temptation to, to look at something or talk about something or watch something or, or however it is that impurity rears its ugly head in your life. Like, I'm not going to list, I'll be honest with you, I'm not going to list all of the, Some of you are sitting there and you're thinking, oh, I hope he doesn't start talking about, oh, I hope he doesn't mention. I'm not going to be able to list all of the different ways that impurity rears its ugly head in your life as a high school or as a middle school student or as an adult. I just can't. There's, it's endless. But however impurity rears its ugly head in the midst of your life, I want you to stop and think about this for a moment. When you're not prepared for that moment, as convinced as you are, you guys, as convinced as you are that that's not a struggle for you, as convinced as you are that, that it's not really that big of a deal and it's probably that happens to other people and it happened to my cousin once, but it's not going to happen to me, as convinced as you are in the midst of that, when you're thinking that it's not going to happen to you, listen, that moment is going to come and listen to my words, mark this down, 2018, February 14th, it will knock you out if you don't have a plan. We think things like, well, uh, I didn't mean to go to that website. Like, I wasn't trying to do that, but it just kind of popped up. Or, or we think things like, you know, we didn't mean to take things that far, me and my boyfriend or my girlfriend or whatever the case is, you know, we didn't mean for things to go that far. Like we were just in the car and it was after the game and we were hanging out and talking. It was just the two of us and we dropped so-and-so off first and, you know, or, or so, or, or, you know, it was after the football game and we were back behind the stands and nobody's really around and like we started doing this and then it turned into this. All of that happens. Listen, stuff just happens. Listen, I want you to understand this tonight. Stuff doesn't just happen. Hear me, stuff doesn't just happen. Stuff happens when you're not prepared to defend yourself and when you stop using your brain and you start to just somehow assume that, that, that you're different or that you're somehow exempt. Stuff doesn't just happen. Don't buy into that idea, you guys, that, well, stuff just happened. No, stuff doesn't just happen. It happened because you weren't prepared. It happened because you didn't have a plan. 
You have to be prepared. You have to establish, listen to this, you guys, you have to establish boundaries in your life. You have to establish those boundaries long before impurity is on your radar. Long before you're even thinking about boys, long before you're even thinking about girls, long before you're even having internet access, long before any of that stuff, long before everything happens, you've got to have some boundaries in place. Boundaries like, I'm going to make a list of things that I'm going to watch and things I'm not going to watch. I'm not going to wait until I'm in the moment. I'm going to make a list of what I'm going to watch and what I'm not going to watch. I'm going to establish, listen, I'm going to establish a boundary in my life before I need the boundary. I'm going to make a list of, uh, I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to establish what it's okay as a Christ follower for what kind of music I'm going to listen to. The kind of boundaries I'm going to put into place as I interact with people of the opposite sex. Uh, when I'm going to get on the internet so that I make sure that I have some accountability in my life. Because listen, if you don't make a plan and you just kind of jump into it, stuff is going to happen. And it doesn't just happen, it happens because you didn't have a plan. Because you have to establish those boundaries first. Those and more are all questions, you guys, that we need to answer long before we find ourselves in the midst of making a really difficult decision. If you have strong answers to all of those questions now, listen to this. If you have strong answers to what your boundaries are now, making the right decision later becomes so much easier to accomplish. Don't be a dummy. Use your brain. Make a plan. Secondly, use your brain and be picky. I want you to be picky. Now, what I mean by that is that you and I have a lot of choices for entertainment, right? We've got choices of who we hang out with. We've got choices of what shows we watch on Netflix. There's endless, right? We've got, we've got endless choices of what bands we're going to get into and listen to. We have lots of choices. But here's what I've noticed. For whatever reason, we sometimes slip into this kind of what I call this brainwashed or like hypnotic trance. Right? We slip into this brainwashed and hypnotic trance, and we just start listening to whatever someone says we should listen to. They're like, hey, have you ever listened to so-and-so? And you're like, no, that's good. And you just start listening to it. Hey, have you ever watched this series on Netflix? No, I'll go home right now and do that. Like, we just kind of blindly start following people regardless of where we think that road is leading. We hang out with whoever happens. Listen to this, you guys. This is, man, this is, this is critical for your development spiritually. Listen to this. We hang out with whoever happens to walk up to us and initiate a conversation. That is an awful, awful, awful idea. I'm not talking about not being friendly to people. When people come up, you're like, you look like a sinner, and you walk away. That's not what I'm suggesting that you do. But what I'm saying is that you keep people at an arm's distance for a moment, and you decide, is this a person that I want speaking and influencing my life? See, we have lots of choices. There's lots of people out there. There's lots of options for entertainment out there. There's lots of options for music. We should be very, very, very picky. When we use our brains, we can be very picky about what we allow into our hearts and what we allow into our minds. We're being led. I, I, I think of this analogy. I thought of this earlier um, this afternoon. You know, it's almost like we're being led like, like lambs to the slaughter, right? Like a lamb, a poor little lamb doesn't know when he's about to be pork chops, right? You know, or, or whatever, lamb chops. You know, he doesn't even know. He's like, okay, we're going over here. That sounds good. And he kind of just, just moseys on, right? He kind of just moseys on. Like he doesn't even know what's happening until he gets there. And he's like, oh, I don't think this is where I want to be. I think I'm in the wrong spot. <laughs> Too late. I mean, that's almost what it's like with us, you guys. 
we just kind of blindly follow whoever, whoever it is that's in front of us. And we, this is what we do. I got this analogy uh, earlier, this, this image in my mind that when people are telling us, hey, have you listened to this music or have you watched this band or have you seen this on Netflix or have you listened to this or have you done that or have you been to this website or have you checked this out on, on Tinder or have you done this, have you done that, whatever the case is, we kind of just shuffle along, right? And our head's down. Listen to this. Look at this analogy. Our heads are down and we're kind of shuffling along. And what are we doing? We're just looking at the legs in front of us. And if the legs in front of us are moving in that direction, we're like, oh, okay, I'll just keep going this way. You know, and listen, here's what I believe God is calling us to, you guys. I believe God is calling you to stop looking down and to look up and stop for a minute and look around and see where it is that the road you're on is taking you to. You have to use your brain. You got to be picky about what you allow into your heart and what you allow into your mind. All of it, everything that you choose to allow into your heart and mind, you guys, has to be filtered through the truth of the Word of God. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 is the filter. Some of you are like, well, I got to read the whole Bible every time I want to make a decision. No, that's not what I'm saying, but listen. Wouldn't be a bad idea, but listen. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, it says this, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and worthy of praise. Think about things that are excellent, the Scripture says, and worthy of praise. Listen, here's what I want you to imagine for a minute. If you were to run your choices on a daily basis, what you watch, what you listen to, what social media you use, what websites you frequent, what you talk about in the locker room, what you talk about on text with your friends or your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Listen, if you were to run all of that through the Philippians 4.8 filter, how much of it would stick? How much of it would be weeded out because you realize that as I'm filtering everything I do through the filter of Philippians 4.8, I'm realizing that very little of what I say, do, think, and act like is pure and admirable and worthy and lovely and honorable and worthy of praise. Number three, don't allow yourself to forget that you are powerful. Now, I'm not talking about your own willpower. I'm not talking about your own discipline. Listen, I just want you to understand, you can't possibly live a life of purity on your own. Let's just acknowledge that. You're going to fail at that. If you try to live a life of purity, sexual purity on your own, you're going to fail. I'm not talking about your own, your own power, your own willpower, your own discipline. I'm not talking about any of those things. I'm talking about when I say that you're powerful, I'm talking about that you're powerful, listen to this, because God is at your back. Right? I mean, do you get that? Do you see that imagery that God is there and it's like God, God is blowing the, the winds of change onto the back of your face, man. And he's just like, whew, and he's got you and he's, he's powerful. And because he's powerful, you're powerful. See, with God's power, I want you to understand this, you guys. With God's power, you can begin to make better decisions. And some of you sit here tonight and you're like, you know, Andy, I just, I don't understand what you're saying because I, I hear what you're saying. I know I should make better decisions about purity and what I watch and all that kind of stuff, but I'm trying to do that and it's really difficult because every time I start to do it, it fails. Listen, the reason it fails is because you're not using God's power in your life. And sometimes we get into these impure patterns and guys, I've been there. Listen, we get into these impure patterns and we feel like we're trapped, right? We feel like it's hopeless. 
we feel like there's just no way I'm ever going to break out of this. I'm, I've been going to the same website. I've been talking about the same stuff. I've been watching this same movie. Uh, I've been on the same Netflix series that's all, you know, provocative and suggestive. And, and, and it's not good. I know it's not good, but I just can't stop watching. I'm listening to the same music. And all they talk about is having sex outside of marriage. All they talk about is how many girls they can get with or how many guys they can get with. All this stuff. All they talk about is that I can't break out of this pattern. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I feel hopeless. And I get that. Listen to me. I hear you you, you feel hopeless. And we fall into this trap that there's just no way out. And we begin to feel like we're not powerful. We begin to feel like we're just stuck. But listen, Philippians 4, 8 says that. If you flip up just a few verses, it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, for I can do everything through Christ who strengthens me. It's like somehow we get into these bad situations or habits and we just allow our brain in the midst of these patterns of, of bad behavior and the bad choices and impure choices, it's like we allow our brain to just kind of be flipped off. It's just imagine in your mind, I thought about this, just imagine that there's this light switch for your brain and down is off and up is on and, and, and it's just like you've just flipped the, the switch of your brain off. You've just flipped it off and you're just kind of living there and we just keep doing the same thing over and over because we just assume that there really is no other way. So, you know, we don't know how to flip the switch back on, and so it's off, and we don't know how to get it back on, and we, nobody else seems to have their switch on, and so we're just going to keep going in the same direction, looking at the back of the feet of the people in front of us. We're not really sure where it's going, but we're just going to find out one day. Listen, in John chapter 10, verse 10, it says the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and destroy. Listen, you have to fight against the devil. Listen, I'm just going to be honest with you. Some of you are like, whoa, little mumbo jumbo, devil and Jesus. Listen, it's real. You've got to fight against the devil being what he wants to do in your life. The devil wants you to keep the brain switch off. That's what he wants. He wants you to assume that you're stuck. He wants you to assume that there's no other way. He wants you to assume that this is what everybody else is doing, so you might as well just give in to it, man, because everybody's doing it, and you're never going to get out of this trap anyway, so let's just leave the brain switch off, but listen to what Jesus says. Listen to what Jesus says in the other half of this verse. In the other half of this verse, he says this, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. And Jesus comes along and says, hey, let's flip the switch. Let's, let's, let's go from having the switch of your brain in the off position, and you're just on autopilot and just kind of doing whatever feels right. He says, hey, let's come along and let's flip the switch of your brain into the on position. And really start to realize what's happening in your life. And Jesus says, hey, remember that I want you to use your brain. Because when things appear hopeless, you guys, when things appear like there's just no way out and you're never going to break out of this pattern, when we flip that switch on and we look to Jesus, you guys, when we look to Jesus for strength in our lives, it's as if Jesus stands behind us and he says this, he whispers in your ear in the midst, listen to this, man, this is so, this is so right on for you guys. Just listen to this. When you're at your weakest point and you feel like, man, I'm going to give into temptation again. I'm just, I'm going to go back into these old habits. I'm still talking about this stuff and going to these sites and, 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 and talking to this girl and doing stuff I know I shouldn't be doing. And whatever the case is, in the midst of those impure moments, listen, I want you to not forget this. I want you to imagine the imagery of God himself behind you. And he whispers to you, he says, you are powerful because I am powerful. Guys, we forget that we're powerful. Last one. 
use your brain and remember to be proud of yourself. You know, I think a lot of times people slip into lifestyles of impurity for a lot of reasons. But I think often people slip into a lifestyle of impurity because um, they don't feel like they get attention. And that's an easy way for guys to get attention. It's an easy way for girls to get attention. I think a lot of people slip into a lifestyle of impurity with whatever that looks like. You just fill in the blank. But whatever that looks like, I think they slip into that because they're searching for an identity. You know, they don't really feel like they're book smart and they're not really good at sports and they don't know how to play anything and music and they're not a good artist and they don't really know. So all they'll do is they'll just kind of search for an identity in the midst of this impure lifestyle because they feel like at that point, that's when people notice them and that's what they become known for and they become popular because they're the impure person or they're the person that does stuff or sees stuff or listens to stuff or whatever the case is. It's like we sometimes like this, you guys. It's like we sometimes allow the world to tell us. I got to thinking about this and, and just track with me for a minute. I hope this isn't like, this isn't like too abstract for you, but I just want you to understand this. I think sometimes we, we allow the world to tell us that we can only be proud of ourselves that we can only be proud of ourselves if we're on what society considers to be the edge of okay and not okay. You know? Like, like, we're, like we're really only allowed to be proud of ourselves if we're really on the fringe of society. Like society's not sure what to think about that transgender person or they're not sure what to think about this person over here because they're living this really alternative kind of weird lifestyle and we don't know. But, oh, that's so brave. And we become proud of these people. We become proud of people because they're on the fringe of society and they're trying to figure out what's normal and what's, and what's not normal. I mean, where are the Netflix series? Where is the, the A&E special on a kid who's normal and going to high school and trying to live his life for Jesus Christ? Where's that Netflix Where's that A&E special, right? Because, because we've, we've allowed society to tell us that unless you're on the fringe of over here or you're on the fringe of over here and you're doing something that society isn't too sure of, then you don't really have anything to be proud of. Listen, I want you, as people who would never consider yourselves on the fringe of society, do we love those people? Yes, we love those people. Do we want to reach out to those people? Yes, absolutely we want to reach out to those people. Do we want to bring those people into a right relationship with Jesus? Of course we do. Everybody has struggles and they have their struggles. But here's what I don't want you to miss. I want you to be proud of yourself for the character that you have. I want you to be proud of yourself for the Christ-likeness that you're trying to develop in your own life. I want you to be proud of yourself because you're doing well in school. I want you to be proud of yourself because you're doing well on the court. I want you to be proud of yourself because you're honoring your mother and father and your grandparents and your aunts and uncles and all the people in your life. I want you to be proud of yourself because you're making right choices. And I think sometimes we allow society to convince us that we don't have anything to be proud of because we're not different and we're not on the fringe and we're not way out there living these crazy alternative lifestyles. And so we're made to feel like, well, what do I have to be proud of? You have to fight against the temptation to only find your value in what other people see as valuable. Let me say that again. You need to fight against the temptation to only find your value in what other people see as valuable. Why do you care so much if your name is on someone else's list? Why do you care so much who thinks you're popular at school? I mean, you guys, listen. The pride and the love and the caring from your coaches and your teachers and your friends at school 
and people that we strive so hard to make proud is so fleeting. It's so fleeting. And we work so hard to make all of the wrong people proud of us. Let me say that again. We work so hard to make all of the wrong people proud of us. And meanwhile, we ignore, we ignore living our lives in a way that would bring praise and would bring affirmation to us from God himself. You should be very proud of yourself. Some of you have learned multiple languages. You guys play instruments that just blow my mind. You guys are excellent on the field and on the court and all sorts of arenas of academics. You have so much to be proud of. Use your brain. And don't forget to be proud of yourself. Use your brain. Don't be afraid to be picky with what you allow into your heart, with what you allow into your mind. Don't be a dummy and think that you're exempt. Don't be a dummy and think that you don't need to have boundaries and you don't really struggle with impure thoughts or impure ideas. Of course you do. They're coming. And it is going to blow you away if you're not using your brain. God, I love you. And God, I thank you for this night. I thank you for this opportunity we have to gather here. God, I pray that as we have looked into your word, God, as we slip away for a few minutes and go into our connect groups, our small groups, and just kind of process a little bit of this information, God, I pray that you would speak loudly and clearly to each one of us. God, allow us to use our brains to chase after you. God, allow us to not just go on autopilot and follow other people. God, allow us to set up boundaries. God, allow us to be proud. God, allow us to remember that we are powerful, God, because you are powerful in and through us. God, we love you. And God, we praise you. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Hoove It or Lose It podcast. For more information or resources, visit www.hooveitorloseit.com or on Facebook at Hoove It or Lose It. 